Hello and welcome to the Tip Manor podcast, your one-stop shop for emotive and sassy Oxford United debate. So, who's going to bring the sass this week, chaps? Who have we got on? John, what's going on? How's Red, the Romanian dog? He's very good. Uh, he's not. He's not a Swindon fan, by the way. Just he's called Red, but he's not. He's not a Swindon fan. There's no association. Just to clarify that. But he's he's very- called Red because he's red, right? Yeah, exactly. And uh, that was the name that he was given when we adopted him. We quite liked it. So th- yeah. there we are. Um, so yeah, good. B- besides that, all good. Happy days. Andy, any more DIY this week? Um, no, I'd just like to ask Connor if I can have permission to talk, though. Why is that? Uh, well, obviously, for the listeners that don't know, we have a little pre-pod chat before we go out. And uh, Connor just told me to shut up, which I thought was quite rude. So. Ooh. God, we're Can't bringing bring in sp- the beef onto the onto the. Yeah, let's room. not air our dirty laundry on the pod, lads. <laughs> a minute and a half in, and we're arguing. We're, Andy, we're, go ahead, mate. You have my blessings. You have my blessings. We're we're bringing the salt to the pod. No, I'm good. Yeah, I'm fe- I feel a bit sick to be honest. I've I've not done any uh, no no DIY this week, but I'm yeah I'm feeling a bit poorly sick. So if I have to be excused partway through oh, the pod, that's why. Was, okay, is that because okay. of your um fajitas. Oh no 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 fajitas this week. It was um, oh, okay. it was meatballs tonight. We can't keep dropping fajitas every intro. <laughs> guys. Um, anyway, Connor, how are you doing? When are you moving to Ireland? Uh, I'm off tomorrow morning. At tomorrow morning. I'm leaving Oxford at five a.m. tomorrow for my absolutely savage journey. Wow, are you it's walking there? Um, <laughs> no, it might feel like it. Um, now nah, I'm getting the wow well, driving to. Um, Hollyhead, uh, the edge of Wales. Going to get a ferry over to Dublin and then drive from Dublin to Belfast. So it's a bit of a trek, but you'll be all right. Wow. Okay, right. good stuff. Um, Ben's not with us this week. He's decided he's got better things to do. Um, he did say to us that the reason he's not here is because he spent so long prepping for last week's quiz, which we all did horrendously at, which was like an alphabet game where you just had to name as many players beginning with a certain letter. I'd recommend if you haven't listened to that pod, not listening to it. So it's not embarrassing for us. So that's it's, good. it's probably because I wasn't on it, I think. And also, as Ben's not here, um, blacklisted. Yeah. Just to keep Definitely it blacklisted. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's twice now he's missed it. Right. What's on today's show? Uh, so we'll run through news from the past week. We'll discuss the Tranmere game. We'll look at what went on around League One. Over the weekend, we'll preview Bolton and Lincoln. It's coming up on Tuesday and Saturday. Um, and before finishing up, um, we'll obviously have our Andy Dent section and our traditional traditional quiz. Uh, we're going to go for under an hour this week, lads. I reckon we can do it. What do you reckon? Easy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We'll, yeah. We'll have a yeah, good definitely. go at it. Okay. On to the news. Right, quick fire news. Good evening, good morning, good afternoon. This is the Tut Manor news. This news this week is there's not a lot of news. <laughs> um, Tiger issued an update statement that didn't say anything, so that's not even news in itself. It did, no. it did support KR, but it wasn't a vote of confidence, so I think we can leave that one. Um, Squad-wise, Hansen out for three months. We're apparently looking for free agents to potentially replace him. George Thorne back in full training, which is positive. 
KR did the fans forum. Again, not a lot of news in that. This is the worst news section ever. Um, reiterated, <laughs> I felt he reiterated confidence in the team's performance and tactics. Interestingly, his view that Berry shouldn't be allowed into League Two next year were they able to swing it, which was which is interesting, but but fair enough. And the other the other tip bit was the club are trying to lock Brannigan and Henry into new deals. Uh, good. Okay, I I missed the George Fawn being back in training and that those guys were looking for new deals or we're trying to get the new deals. So this is news to me. So thanks, John. This is great. Well, I'd hope in some ways it's news, but club trying to lock best players into contracts <laughs> isn't really like shouldn't be news. But anyway, no. we'll, we'll whistle through it. Other good news: uh, we've had notification that the funding is. Over £6,000 have been raised for the new mural uh, for the East Stand, which is great. I'm sure a number of us have supported that. And if not, we should um, encourage people to do that more. And then finally, and this is more broader news, um, which we'll touch on with the Lincoln preview, is the, the Cowley brothers have joined Huddersfield. So that plays a new dynamic from that. But that is the news. Wow, that's that. Do we need to talk about football now? This feels so quick. Quick fire news, that was. Wow. Well, I reckon we should get you a job on the BBC, mate. let's talk about the Tranmere game so Connor you were there I was I did make the short journey from Botley to uh, the Kassam Stadium and I watched a good game of football and I'm actually happy because we won woo (laughs) about time positivity podcast yeah. yeah, finally, we've actually got something to be upbeat about, which is really, really good. I've been looking forward to a podcast where I could be happy. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Um, yeah, good game of football. Um, well, I say good game of football. The first half was not quite the most enjoyable 45 minutes of football I've ever seen. But we'll, we'll move away from that for a moment, because obviously we'll open up some of the most important debates around the game. Um, and the first of which that I would like to bring up was a little funny story um, that happened after the game. Well, you're starting with a story from uh, after start, the game. St- I am, I am. I'm sorry. This, this is, is controversial. This, this, is too go- this, is, this is too golden not to bring up now. Basically, Maybe we should story. bring Andy in for some more spice at this point <laughs> in time. And Andy can rip the, rip the shit out of me after I tell the story because he will. I can just see it coming. So <laughs> I, I made myself a little bit of a mug uh, at the end of the game. So I went to the club shop at the end of the game and I brought myself a new Oxford United mug, right, for the office when I start uh, my work in Belfast. So I brought the mug, brought it back to the van, me and my dad going home. I opened the van door, went to get in, and I dropped the mug. So uh, the mug smashed and it was less than four minutes old. So I had to then go back to the club shop and uh, instead of the bloke in the club shop just, you know, being, giving me a goodwill gesture and letting me have another one, I had to pay for it twice. So I ended up spending nearly £15 on one Oxygen United mug. Well, damn right. I'd have charged you as well. I might have charged you more. I was hoping that there'd be a goodwill gesture, but I didn't ask for it, obviously. I wasn't cheeky, but I was praying for it. You know, so you but... got mugged off? Oh, exactly that, mate. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I had an absolute smashing time. <laughs> so yeah. You didn't grasp, you didn't grasp all of the situation at all, Connor. <laughs> Christ's sake look we were doing such a good job with the time we could have been talking about the game and you're just telling us a terrible story about it's a, a mug like, it's a... 
<laughs> right. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. Right. On to the actual game now, because I'm sure that's what everyone's actually interested in. Um, <laughs> the lineup. Um, I don't know what you guys thought of the lineup uh, when before the game. So uh, it was obviously released just an hour before kickoff, and uh, we started with uh, Eastwood, Cadden, Ruffles, Dicky. Uh, Moore was on the team sheet, but uh, he suffered a back spasm, so he was replaced by uh, Moose. Uh, Gorin yeah. Brannigan, Woodburn came back into the side after his uh, rather unsuccessful zero appearances international break. Um, Fosu, <laughs> Henry, and Mackey. So I don't know what you guys thought about that. Yeah, it was just Baptiste going onto the bench. I thought that was probably the right move after him looking absolutely knackered um, the previous weekend. And he came on and obviously had an impact, which we'll talk about in a bit. Yeah, and obviously when Massinho dropped out of the bench, uh, Dan Adji replaced him on the bench, although he didn't come on anyway. Um, yeah, so first half, uh, it was it was a bit, I have to say, it was a little bit of enough in 45 minutes. There wasn't really much to get excited about other than the penalty uh, that, we eventually, that we won, um, which was, I have to say, it was great work from... Uh, from Fosu, and it really highlighted just what he brings to the team. Um, it, was a bit was a, soft, it, was a, it was a bit soft, wasn't it? Uh, no, I don't think sure. it was soft at all. Not I, no. I, watching it in uh, live, I wasn't sure that it was in the box from the angle where I was sat. I couldn't actually see it was in the box. Um, obviously, it, it was watching back on the highlights. Um, but there was a corner kick from Tranmere, and it was cleared by Moose. And then obviously the Tranmere player lost possession um, after Moose hoofed it up the pitch uh, and mm. Woodburn dispossessed him, played a little ball with Fosu and Fosu just drove forward, uh, ran on the outside of the defender and was brought down to say just inside the box. And the referee did take a moment to, yeah. to look at it and, and didn't give it initially or instantly. And also the, the linesman didn't flag for it either. So it was purely a, a referee's decision. It was a weird. It was a weird one. It looked like he was waiting for the Lino, and then Lino didn't yeah. give it. He was like, um, "Screw it, I'll do it." Yeah, but. I think when I watched it back on the highlights, it was it was definitely a penalty in my eyes. And and Kr, wow, he's obviously going to agree it was, not he? But I know at the yeah. end of the game, he said they were both hundred percent Stonewall penalties. Mm-hmm. Um, I think one thing that um, I know a bloke on Radio Oxford picked up on this in, at the end of the game. There was a little bit of a scrap between who wanted to take the penalty. Now I know Fosu picked the ball up straight away and was very keen on taking it. And um, Mac, I, I, this was also not on the on the extended highlights of the game that was on iFollow. This wasn't actually on there, so I don't know if you guys saw this. No, I heard um, them talking about it, but I always think this is just non-news. Really, it, it all worked itself out in this case. It yeah, wasn't like I, Pogba and Rashford for Man U. Like, yeah, yeah, I agree. But I just think what I wanted to highlight really was that that Mackie stepped in. And just ripped the ball straight out of Fosu's hands, handed it over to Henry, who's obviously our dedicated penalty taker. And I just thought, actually, it, it kind of highlights how I think Mackie does have a bit of authority in the dressing room. You know, no one wants to really fuck with him, do they? And, and Fosu did eventually just sort of back down. And, and thankfully, uh, Henry stuck it in the stuck. Well, he didn't stick it in the corner. It was kind of like slightly to the well, as we were looking at the goal to the right hand side, but it wasn't in the corner. But it sent the keeper the wrong way. So that was. Uh, also, we took the one 0 lead there, which was good. good finish. on on the extended highlights. It did look like Tranmere had a fair bit of the ball and had a couple of good opportunities. Um, they did very early on. They did. Um, I say, literally within the first couple of minutes, they had a shot. 
that was saved by Eastwood, and then it was a great block by um, Gorin. It was almost a goal-saving block, I think, yeah, quite early yeah. on. So I think some of the, particularly, I know I was as well. I thought, oh, here we go again. Like I thought we were just going to get bombarded, um, but it was, it wasn't the most entertaining football first first half. I have to say, I wasn't. You know, nothing really got me off my seat. I was listening to it, and you just you just drifted in and out. Didn't seem yeah. like there was an awful lot going on. And then I watched the extended highlights, and there were countless times when I thought, "That's not a highlight. What's just happened?" It was just a complete yeah. non-event passage of play, which to me instantly said the game was yeah limited amount going on. But we'll, I guess we'll co- yeah. cover that in a bit. I yeah. don't know if anybody realised that I'd gone, but I'm uh, I'm yeah. back. Absolutely, Andy. Yeah, well, welcome back. We were, we were really worried about you. <laughs> I, I did. I was really signalling to. I was looking at the stars, Andy. I was like, "Please come back." What's happened? <laughs> a, sl- a slight technical error, so we'll never find out whether I got to rip uh, Connor's story or not. But well, maybe. Oh, did you not? Did you not? Did you not even hear it? No, I didn't hear it. No. <laughs> oh, oh, I'll have to tell it again. No, 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 I'm joking. I'm joking. Um, right, on to the second half. Um, and on to the goal, because we're just going to highlight some of the key the key uh, points in the game. Now, the second goal, it was a well-worked goal. And this, this goal did please me, because this is something that I feel this sort of goal is something that they worked on in training. A little combination play between uh, Brannigan, Fossu, and Woodburn, um, and Brannigan slipped the ball down the side in between the fullback and the centre half, um, which Fossu got on the end of. And he played a nice little. Well, it was a really tight, intricate one-two pass with um, Woodburn right on the byline, hmm. um, and he it looked and, like it looked like there were two Megs in there, which is there was a, glorious. There was, yeah, the the first Megs was was Fossu's through uh, their big number six centre back. But when you watch the highlights of it, his legs were so wide apart. I was like, "What is he doing?" Like, he's just asking to be Megs. Yeah. Um, so that was nice. And then the ball was cut back to Cameron Brannigan, and obviously he hit a, a rather a, a sort of low driven shot, but it did catch a deflection, which ultimately took it into the into the roof of the net. Um, but the goal, I think at the time, it did reflect the run of play, and I think we certainly started to sort of stamp our authority on the game in the second half and, and held a lot more possession. Whether or not it was any, um, a lot came from the possessions, different story, because I don't actually think we had many opportunities in the game, certainly not any clear-cut chances, and we didn't make their goalkeeper work enough. And this is what um, me and a few of my friends were saying at the end of the game, that although it was a 3-0 victory, I know I haven't got to the third goal yet, it didn't It didn't really feel like a 3 nil win it didn't feel like a real convincing you know we absolutely smashed them on the pitch it wasn't really no. like that at all I don't know what you guys thought from from what you saw from the highlights a lot of people were saying that they and I don't obviously you don't want to take too much away from the win because it's a big result for us but and we'd have taken a 1-0 wouldn't we before yeah but of course we would they were apparently pretty shocking yeah. in that other than a few, like maybe 15, 20 minutes in the first half where they kept the ball reasonably well, they just didn't really offer anything. No, they, so. they didn't. I mean, the only times where I thought there was any chance of them getting a goal back was there was two occasions. There was one in the first half. Uh, was it? No, sorry. Both in the second half, I think, actually, where they played a long ball forward. And I, th- I know one of them was definitely on the extended highlights, so you would have seen this, where 
was going towards Eastwood and Eastwood had to make a decision whether to come out of his box and clear the ball or, or wait for it to run in. Yeah. And it happened twice. Um, and both times Eastwood got quite lucky. Um, and I'm glad you said that because I was going to bring that up. That's the only note I put on my phone was that Eastwood, I saw two two instances yeah. in the, the extended highlights where he seemed to be culpable for some yeah. dodgy decision making. He's been doing that a bit this season generally, actually, yeah. thinking about it. Just somebody mm. rushing from yeah. goal and just about gets away with it. I think Carl yeah, Robinson was... mentioned it in his post-match uh, interview as yeah. well that he was a little bit ropey. Yeah, well, I was sat relatively close to Carl Robinson and the second time it happened, uh, Kyle opened his mouth and had a good go at uh, good go at Eastwood um, and just said, you've got to make a decision, is what I think came out of his mouth. So either, you know, you're going to come and get it or you're going to wait for it. You know, don't be caught in two minds. Um, so I think we probably got away with one there. And I think if there's, particularly the second the second time, if I think if their striker would have gambled on it, you might well have nicked in front of him. Um, but mm. that aside, um, Shandon Baptiste came on as a sub. Uh, we made a couple of changes. We brought Shandon on and uh, Matty Taylor came back from injury as well. Uh, Shandon replaced Woodburn. And I think you know, Mackie came off for... Um, uh, Taylor. Now, I'm so happy to see Shannon Baptiste back on the pitch. This is the first time I've seen him live back on the pitch, anyway. And it's he just he's just a good player, and he do you know what I mean? He's just class. I think he's I think he's a really good player. I don't know what, how how you boys rate him. How how many minutes did he get? Was it was it 15, like twenty minutes 15, or something? Yeah, seventy fifth minute, fifteen minutes. As I said, um, at Fleetwood last week, it was. Like who's kind of played out of position? Where where did he come on? Where was he playing when he came he, on? He came in at centre mid. I think they went. They kind of went to a three in midfield. Um, Brannigan played slightly further yeah. forward in that role because um, uh, Gorin was still on the pitch, so it ended up being a, a Gorin, Shandon, and and uh, um, Brannigan sort of midfield three. That's that's what we'd want going forward. Yeah, definitely. Because Shandon's not a winger, and obviously you, <laughs> you guys saw that at Fleetwood. Yeah, you want to see him carrying the ball from deep. You want to see him, seeing him using his body to kind of get around yeah. people, making space for himself. Like that's, I'll never forget that Sunderland away performance last season when we were like, yeah. oh my god, he is a player, and we don't have enough players that generally carry the ball from the middle of the pitch um, forward. You know, he makes a big difference in that regard. He's, he's at his best when he's doing exactly that and has players moving off him in front of him. And that's, the for me, the critical bit. He shouldn't mm-hmm. be the one driving it forward exactly at the front. But he uh, is absolutely, his composure and his all-round awareness of such a young player, it's, just yeah. clear, it's clear his class. And he certainly showed that awareness for uh, for the penalty that he won uh, late on in the game. He... Uh, I think Cam Brannigan played a ball into him right on the byline uh, of the, the on the goal line, right inside the box, right on the edge. And uh, from from the position where we saw, I would have thought he would have taken. And obviously, the time in the game, he would he could have t- easily taken a touch and gone out to the corner flag. But he he almost did like again. He used his body and he turned this turned the defender almost inside out. And yeah. it ended up being the defender actually brought him down. Well while the defender was off the pitch. He was like off the edge of the pitch and fouled him off the edge. So it was a it was a fantastic little turn from him. Um and obviously he was brought down and uh 
the referee awarded another penalty. And again, Henry uh, stepped up again and sent the keeper the wrong way this time and tucked it in the bottom uh, left-hand corner. So it was a interesting game of football. I'm just... I'm just happy that we, we came away with three points, to be honest. I was just so dying to see a winning performance, uh, whether it was a scrappy 1-0 or what it ended up to ended up being, which yeah. was a, a relatively comfortable 3-0 win. But again, some of the some of the football didn't quite, you know, didn't really get you off your seat. But if every game went like that, I'd be pretty happy. How did Matty Taylor look when he came on? Uh, it's not much time. I didn't really... Yeah, he didn't really get involved. He didn't really have much time to sort of, you know, solidify any sort of noteworthy performance in the, I think it was like 10 minutes that he came on for. But I expect him to play Tuesday night. I think Mackie will get a break because, um, again, Mackie ran his socks off. I was going to say maybe Baptiste and Taylor will have will start on Tuesday, which is quite exciting. Yeah, yeah potentially. Um, I think if... If Shandon starts, I'd be interested to see whether uh, Woodburn gets dropped and they play Brannigan a little bit further forward because mm, um, yeah. other than Woodburn's involvement in the goal, the second goal, he was quite... Um, he wasn't really involved in the game very much. And I think it goes back to... I'm sure it was John that said it on a few a few pods ago. He said um, about whether if you're going to play in that number 10 position, you've got to be doing more than just one crucial mm. thing in a game. And I do completely agree with him. And I think other than the little one-two pass that he played with uh, Fosu for the second goal, which obviously led to Brannigan sticking it in the net, I didn't really see him. I didn't really notice Woodburn. And I'm actually quite a big advocate of him. And I just, he didn't really do it for me yesterday. I think potentially that was why he was brought off for Shandon instead of, you know, Gorin, who, who, you know, Gorin had a good game, but he was looking a little bit tired towards the end. Um, yeah, so it'll be interesting to see if he does start uh, on Tuesday night, who he replaces. comes back to this point about um, Mackie in a way that if Mackie's our striker, then the number 10 needs to be doing a hell of a lot more. If it's more yeah. of a mobile striker like a Taylor, number 10 doesn't need to do as much and can be a bit more of a luxury. But if we're going to play two holding midfielders, then the number 10 needs has got a hell of a lot of work to do, in in my opinion, anyway. And I, I yeah. for me, the game was exactly what should have happened and we've got yeah let's be positive and we, we need to be positive yeah, on the, on yeah. the pod yeah oh but yeah it's definitely kind of, for me it was, it was job done and for me it's about moving on to a an unbeaten run which has wins in it as well as a few draws last season we went on unbeaten runs in inverted commas but actually there were a lot of draws and not enough wins yeah Awesome. Andy, what do you reckon, yeah. considering you weren't here for half of this chat? <laughs> no, I think I probably agree with John, to be honest. it's We've got to be positive, whether it's a scrappy win or whether we steamroll teams. Uh, I think it's important to probably take that momentum into uh, Bolton on Tuesday. Um, I think the goals are going to be there for the taking. I think the three points are there for the taking. So, yeah, I think fans, uh, players, management need to uh, obviously... Be positive, take the positives from that game um, and, and move on to Bolton. Awesome. Anything in the reaction after the game? Anyone hear anything? I haven't caught up yet. I know that um, uh, KR mentioned that he wasn't particularly impressed with... Uh, this. Is, I found this quite weird that he said this, considering we kept a clean sheet. He said that he wasn't particularly happy with some of the defensive performance. So, obviously, I understand he's being 
you know, he wants to pick up on the nuances of our performance because that's his job. But I'd be interested to see what he said to some of the players about their individual performance or the collective performance. Because I thought defensively yeah. we were we were relatively decent, especially considering the fact that Messina had to step in for um, Elliot Moore. But, I mean, having said that, Messina is a seasoned professional. We should be ready to step in at any point. And he certainly did a job. And again, Rob Dickey for me um, was excellent. His array of passes has got so much better this season. Like you can, you can see yeah, it. He's, yeah, for sure. And the way he's honestly, he's he's a he's night and day from last season. It's like what me and John said. At Fleetwood, he was just kind of like the playmaker, and having like a centre back yeah. playmaker seemed bizarre. But it was because he is pinging balls left, right, and centre, and they're generally hitting their mark, which was really impressive. Yeah. But the other thing that Kr said after the game was. Um, he spent a minute on Yellow Player talking about some someone writing about how we've got a really shocking home form or something like that. And that's what he was getting wound up about. It was referenced in the Oxford Mail as well. And I think we were kind of confused who he was referring to. But he said he wants to name the, the fella, whoever the fella is. But I did a bit of a Google to try and work out what he was referring to or whether it was an article or something. But I couldn't find it. But anyway, I don't know why he'd spend a minute talking about that because it's like non-news for fans, really, is it? Yeah. I don't know. Or maybe he's just def- deflecting away from the question. <laughs> why does he talk about anything? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're not wrong there, John. Right, should we talk about what's gone on across League One? Yeah, I think so. Right, I'm going to bash through this in record speed, so shout out dramatically if you have any thoughts on anything. Uh, so... Wickham lost 2-0 away at Gillingham, so Coventry went top and remain unbeaten after a 0-0 draw away to Burton. I can't believe Coventry is still unbeaten, to be honest, after seeing our game against them. Um, elsewhere, two more unbeaten teams played each other in Ipswich and Donny, with another 0-0 draw being played out at Portman Road. And to be fair, fair play to Donny, because looking up and kind of reading up on that game, they pretty much deserved to win that. And I wasn't aware that Donny were still unbeaten. I think they played a couple of games less than us, but again, they're making, they've had a really good start to the season. Um, Peterborough, this is interesting, right? Peterborough with 36% possession smashed Rochdale 6-0. How can you win 6-0 with 36% possession? But clinical, right? Score six goals. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I know, but it's quite. it was quite bizarre. Um, so you can guess who was on the score sheet there. So Tony got a hat-trick, uh, Moisa uh, scored and Madison got a couple as well. So our results against them earlier in this season now look even better, right? And um, bizarre. It was an absolute clangor by the, um, the keeper in that game. But yeah, and I absolutely agree that Peterborough seems to have clicked and their start to the season seemed to be about doing exactly that. So yeah, absolutely good, good for us to have got them out of the way. Yeah, and with those possession stats again, I was wondering if Rochdale were trying to walk the ball in Barca style like they did successfully the other week at Southend, um, but they just got punished this time. Do you remember that goal that was going around on Twitter where everyone was like, oh, look, Guardiola's effect on English football. Look at Rochdale away at Southend. It was a great goal, to be fair, but maybe that's just the football they're trying to play. It was a great goal, but that that argument was ridiculous. (laughs) I just couldn't stop looking how rubbish their kit was in that in that video. I was just like, yeah, this is a great goal, but that kit is appalling. I'm, I don't mind a, a cheeky pink kit oh, at times. Hot but, pink. Um, theirs, is, theirs is a horrible, horrible. 
Um, so speaking of Southend, uh, the other end of the table, Gary Waddock, that name, Gary Waddock, he left Aldershot in May uh, to become assistant manager at um, Southend. I think he was sacked at Aldershot. Uh, so he started a spell as Southend's caretaker manager uh, this week, and he steered the club to their first point of the season at home uh, to Fleetwood in a free-all draw. Uh, so Southend equalised late on uh, to stop Fleetwood potentially going top of the league, which would have been a travesty. Um, <laughs> and, uh, I bet he'll stick that on his CV. <laughs> <laughs> but it's it, yeah, that's, I'm, I'm imp- I didn't realise when we had the quiz the other week. I think John, it was your quiz. I didn't realise Gary Waddock was. You know, assistant at Southend. I don't think that came up. But... No, no, the good, good ship Wikipedia let me down on that one. Yeah, but I mean, Fleetwood have conceded twelve goals in their fourth. I mean, that's massive. Ipswich have conceded four or two above them. It, we did say when we talk about when we're kind of wrapping up League One with reference to teams we played recently, it is interesting that Southend managed to score three against Fleetwood and also that they managed to push on late on and get a goal considering we couldn't last week. But I didn't want to dwell too much on that, but it made me a bit upset. Um, looking at upcoming games then, so Keith Hill started his reign at, as Bolton manager away at Rotherham. So this is their first game since they just signed to everyone, all the free agents in the world, including um, Jake Wright and Daryl Murphy and so on. Uh, but they made a solid start. So they scored in the fourth minute, sending, what did Jack say? They had like a horde of two and a half thousand fans, which is a great effort. Like they must have gone absolutely mental. Um, but then they proceeded to get absolutely battered, eventually losing 6 1. Um, so hopefully going into Tuesday, and I know we're going to preview this in a minute, but they, they've got some real issues with match fitness um, with the new kind of guard that's come in. Um, but yeah, we'll go through that in a minute, I guess. And finally, in their first game since the Cowley brothers left for Huddersfield, Lincoln lost 1-0 at home to Bristol Rovers from a 66-minute penalty. Uh, the match report in that suggested it was just a bit of a scrappy game with not much going on. So they've had a bit of a dive, haven't they? And Andy, you'll talk through this in a minute when you go through their form. But they had a really good start to the season. They obviously had a good kind of mini cup run or at least some good games. Took Everton kind of to the wire. But they're they're having a bit of a struggle now, so interesting. But did any, anything else stand out to anyone? Yeah, I wouldn't say anything stands out, but I think uh, we mentioned it in the past. These uh, the, the famous ten games in, obviously we're we're two games off that. If we get results against Bolton and Lincoln, we're obviously right back up there. We could potentially be in the playoff um, position. So um, obviously th- this early part of the season it's easy to take the negatives from a, a few bad results like we have um but yeah. again if if we can get two results from the next two games we're right uh, bang up there so i started doing that the other day as well after the game yesterday i started looking at the table and working out what six points could do and it is quite exciting so fingers crossed right let's preview bolton So it's me to take us through Bolton. Now, I think the big thing with this is, is it, is it a good or a bad time to play them? And I'll, I'll explain that in a bit more detail. So I had a chat with a Bolton fan this week and it was so striking how huge the build-up locally is to this game and the pride everyone around has got in the team and especially the young players. And that, So I'd expect a huge attendance. And this is their first home game with the new team. It was striking speaking to him about how much it affected him. He was talking about how 
not actually depressed, but he was talking about how how sad he was and how he didn't even feel like going into work because he was thinking about how they nearly lost the club. Lost yeah. the club. So I, I think whilst we can get onto it in a second, how lack of match fitness, new players coming in, I think, and many of us are going, that it's going to be quite um, an atmosphere and that could potentially um, drive them on. So we're effectively going to be going to be the party poopers. But he was telling me about how for the um, tin pot, paint pot trophy game <laughs> or whatever, just after they were rescued, they had an attendance of 10,000 people Whoa. for that game, which they, they had to open up extra stands like on the night because they were expecting the sort of 800, 600, as many other games around the, the country have. So there's, a, there's I think it's going to be a, quite an experience for many of us that are, that are going over. So, you know, it's um, I think the Rotherham result is actually a good and a bad thing for us, really, because I think it would have taken them down to earth that there's actually not, there's still a team being built there. And, all, and we touched on it briefly then. The goals they were conceding against Rotherham, I've watched them back, they looked like a team who hadn't played together. It was classic striker getting in between two centre-backs who looked like they'd never played together, mm. a lack of following up on the edge of the area type of stuff. So I think um, I don't think their fans will be turning up thinking, right, we're on a momentum, we're, we're ready to go here. But equally, uh, there's going to be a real sense of we can do this. Um, this is the start of something. And that's very much what their manager, Keith Hill, was trying to ingrain after the game of this is the start of stuff. So... Yeah, it's going to be going to be an interesting one, I think. Really, I'm I'm generally really worried that we're going to be the first. Like, it seems so ridiculous. They've lost what well, they've conceded five, then five, then five, then five, then six, and they play us, and it would just be so typical of us, right? I know they've got these new players in the lineup, but yeah, they they must be lacking match fitness. They haven't, like you said, they haven't played together. We should it should be a comfortable game for us regardless and a lot of the players they've signed are at the kind of the latter stages of their career so it's going to take them even longer to probably get up to match fitness jake wright has barely played any football has he for like two years so yeah and he's he's obviously the first one to really focus on and i think we all we've all got a soft spot for uh jake wright but most of the goals that were scored were the two center backs were hammering each other afterwards you could clearly see him and Jack Hobbs are both experienced centre-backs, but they look like they've never played before. Again, just to touch on some of the other players they've signed, um, Liam Bridcut, season pro, holding midfielder. He'll be very accomplished. Daryl Murphy and Chris O'Grady, the two strikers they've brought in. Daryl Murphy's probably the one that you put more on. He's played at quite a good level. I think he's injured at the moment. He certainly didn't play on Saturday, so that's something. Chris O'Grady's a bit more of a journeyman. I think he's had 20-odd clubs or... Something like that. not not Jefferson Louis type level who apparently has signed for his thirty eighth club <laughs> this week. I saw one of our friends in the WhatsApp group talking about. Um, but the other the two players I particularly like, um, Will Buckley, who I've always thought was a good player for quite a, a long time. He's Chris Maguire in a way, just in terms of his touch and composure. He's not the um, not wind up merchant. No, no, there's none of that. But he's he's got a great touch, and um, the Bolton fan I was chatting to was saying. He hadn't been played in the right way over the last two years where he'd done not that much with them, but actually played in the right way. He, I think he can be a hell of a player. They've got a winger in from Stoke, Verlinden, who scored a great goal against Rotherham and looks looks very good. But, you know, they've got two new fullbacks in. Um, so all the players look reasonable on player, 
most of them were free transfers from other clubs. So that suggests to me that players that clubs were keen to get rid of or loan. So it all needs time to gel. I think Keith Hill's quite a savvy manager hmm. generally. I'm not, not particularly biggest fan. He said some comments about us in the past. I remember when playing us, calling us a, a walkover, I think, in, in one game. Yeah. So, yeah, I think it, it could go either way. But in terms of predictions, well, I'll let, I'll let you guys go first. Predictions, what do we think? Um, I'll go... I think we're going to win. Uh, I'm going to go for a 4-2 victory for Oxford. 4-2? Okay. I'm going to go for us winning (laughs) (laughs) 4-0. Genuinely, I I cannot... we, We should, again, all of those things considered and looking at our starting 11 and considering we'll have Taylor probably back in the team starting and Baptiste... Uh, coming into midfield, you know, with a couple of a couple more games or at least a few more minutes under his belt, I think we're gonna, I think we're gonna be all right. I was negative when it came to predicting the Tranmere score, so I'm gonna be positive. I, I think we'll score four goals like Connor, but yeah, and not concede four nil. Andy, um, yeah, I think Matty Taylor's gonna rip them apart. To be honest, um, I think it, it'll probably be a nervy game. I think Taylor's gonna get a hat trick. Uh, and I think it's going to be five. I think, I think it's going to be five nil. Um, the majority of their other results, and yeah, you could argue there've been different circumstances have been up there in the five. So I'm going five nil. Well, I'm going to I'm going to go for a, a two. I, I can't wait for us to absolutely eat our words. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no I, I'm going to be less, slightly less um, <laughs> positive and say a two one, still a two one victory. I think they'll score. There's got to be that moment where they score for the home crowd to go nuts. I think that's just got to happen. But I think if we play the right way, if we go at them from the minute off, I think they'll be a bit cautious having just been battered 6-1 with a new team. So I think we'll win. Um, and final thing to mention for the previews, of course, the pub tips. And I know Andy's pub tips will be much better than mine in the next one. So I'll just, <laughs> yeah. pick, I'll just pick one pub, which many of us are going to go to, So, which is the Beehive, which according to the fan I was chatting to is, is the away pub. So I think that's... I think that's the one to go for. Yeah. Awesome. So on to Lincoln, Andy. Yeah, so um, I think a lot like the Bolton game, actually, it'd probably be a a different game um, to how it would have been if we played them earlier on in the season. Um, It's probably, I think it's going to be one of the biggest uh, away games for us this season. I've seen a lot of people on on Twitter saying they they're going. I know a lot of the uh, the guys in our Yorkshire Yellows groups going. Have they said how many tickets? Uh, I always we used to publicise how many tickets we sold. We don't seem to do it anymore. But I know it was people were saying that it kind of got to memberships, and then we had sold six seven hundred before general sale. So hopefully we've sold out the away end. Yeah, I'm not sure how many we uh, were initially allocated. To be honest, it, I'm sure I've seen around eight hundred odd, but. Yeah, it must be more than that. Uh, no, I think it was. It was seven, something, seven, eight, something, and then they said there could be a further allocate. It said initial allocation, so we could potentially have up to a thousand. I think. Mm, okay. Um, yeah, and I think it'll be a. We'll, we'll take a good following regardless. Um, uh, but, uh, interestingly, well, not interestingly, it's common knowledge they currently don't have a permanent manager. I was uh, after Dan Cowley and his brother left to took up uh, the Huddersfield job. Um, so it potentially is a good time to play them. Um, 
they like to play a four-two-three-one formation a lot like us. So unless Carl Robinson changes things up a bit, um, it's got the potential to obviously a bit of a stalemate. Mm. Um, we've played them uh, a total of thirty times since nineteen sixty-two. We've won fourteen, drawn five, and lost eleven. So we've got the upper hand um, when it comes to the, the, the results. Current form, uh, Lincoln. They've lost uh, four. Oh, no, yeah, and drawn one. Um, and we've lost two, drawn two, and won one. So it's probably a good time to play them, I would have thought. Um, they've probably got their backs up a little bit. And obviously, if we get a result against Bolton, which, fingers crossed, we do, we'll go into that with uh, quite a lot of confidence. Yeah. Significant results. Um, well, I wouldn't say they've had many, to be honest. Um, probably their 4-0 home win against Southend. Um, and given that they're currently one of the worst teams in the league. You can't really take a lot from that. Um, players to watch. Uh, local lad, George Grant from Banbury. Uh, defender who started his professional career at Nottingham Forest. Uh, signed in the summer for Lincoln. Uh, he's predominantly been playing in the in midfield on the left as part of uh, a three. Uh, he scored one. He's had five assists um, and has a fairly decent uh, average rating of 7.21. So I'm not sure... How that works, obviously, he's brought in to be. A I was going to say, he's brought in to be. A What's the average rating from? Uh, it's from FOTMOB, which is actually a very good uh, app. If, oh, yeah. if, you if you haven't yeah. got it, it's a good app. Um, there's a lot you can compare players. So if you want to compare, like obviously, our equivalent of George Grant, you can compare them. Um, See if they're offering um, sponsorship deals, Andy. That, you know, that, that could be a tenner. Yeah, there's, there's a shout out right there. I did that for free. So if you want to slip me, uh, slip me or, or the pod any any sort of sponsorship, we're, we're willing to listen. Um, Tyler Walker as well. Um, he's a striker. He's on the books at Nottingham Forest. Um, again, Nottingham Forest since 2015. He's been. Uh, he hasn't actually. He's been out on loan. Um, since he signed with Nottingham Forest, um, with the most successful one being at Mansfield, scoring 22 goals in 44 games, which is not a bad return, to be honest. Um, he's, and he's currently Lincoln's top goal scorer with four and eight starts. So, um, obviously, bearing any injuries yeah. or any dip in form, I think he's likely to start. Um, and obviously- He looks like a real player, mm. to be fair. And I watched during the summer when we had that period of just not being able to sign anyone we were very i think we were aware within our whatsapp group that he was available or he hadn't he hadn't gone anywhere coventry were linked with him right at the beginning of the window and it all went quiet so i looked up on him and he just yeah he looks really really good he's destined for good things but hopefully not on saturday, on saturday. <laughs> and then jack payne we all know jack payne um haven't been on loan with us for five months in the uh 2017-18 season um on his days fantastic attacking midfielder I mean, he'll no doubt want to play well against us. Um, obviously, one of his former clubs. He's not been great at Lincoln, but uh, we know he's got that in the locker. And then on to the uh, obligatory um, away day pubs. Um, you've got the ever-reliable Weatherspoons. Uh, that's called the Ritz, not far from uh, Sinsol Bank. I'm not sure if they allow, if they wear, uh, allow away colours or children. Uh, though, so <laughs> take take uh, take Bags. take a top, take a top or, or or a bag if needed. <laughs> How did your um social services visit go this weekend? <laughs> <laughs> did Did you just say that a Weatherspoons pub is called the Ritz? The Ritz, yeah, that's right. Yeah. They do have that's like got, out there names. That's got to be some cool on, wind up, isn't it? Isn't it on the waterfront? 
One of the at least one of the Weatherspoons is on the waterfront, um, or a waterfront. It might be like a puddle with rat piss in it. I've been to a yeah, nightclub so... in Lincoln called Ritzies, which I imagine is the upstairs of this place. But it was a pretty, <laughs> it was a pretty grim so night. If you do go to Weatherspoons and you've never been to the real Ritz in London, you can say you've been to the Ritz and no one will ever know. Um, there's also a small fan zone at the ground uh, called the Trust Suite, which allows home and away fans. Um, and there's the Golden Eagle, which is a Castle Rock brewery pub. So if you want to support uh, the dying breed of brewery-owned pubs, uh, head on down to the, that, that pub. Uh, predictions. We'll start with predictions. Uh, James, your thoughts on that? I... Because of their current run, I think if we beat Bolton on Tuesday, I think we'll go into that full of confidence with our heads held high and I reckon we'll squeeze out a tight 2-1 win. Um, I'm actually just really excited about the day in general, though, because it's nice to go to, you know, get the train, have a few beers on the train. It's an awkward place to get to, so you have to at least have two or three cans on there, get to the place. And then Lincoln, have you seen the weather? I posted it earlier on. It's meant to be 23 Celsius, beautiful day, full sunshine, loads of pubs. It's going to be great. If I don't remember anything, hopefully someone else that's on the pod um, next Sunday, Will. But yeah, should be great. You're paying such a good picture of yourself, James, to people who are listening to this. <laughs> it's, uh, yeah. I'm, I have nothing, I'm no comeback. <laughs> I'm not, I don't drink in the week. So oh, it's yeah. My, yeah. It's, my, it's my opportunity it, to James get James is an just absolute drinks. weapon when he's on the ale. <laughs> <laughs> Connor, what are your thoughts, predictions? Uh, um, I'm going to go for a score draw. I think I think we'll uh, walk away with a one all and get a point out of it. That's what I think. Um, also, unfortunately, I know it's a little bit of a Yorkshire Yellows uh, day trip. Obviously, I can't go because I'll be in uh, hopefully sunny Belfast, but that's probably the only time I'll ever say that. Um, but my, my parents are coming up from Oxford for a nice romantic weekend. And uh, obviously, my dad has dragged my mum to the football. And clearly, the only reason they're going is because it's football. So hopefully, you guys will... Uh, bump into my dad if he wants to lend me the ollie the ox suit or he can like nab it <laughs> then if they want to see ollie the ox stumbling around in puddles then i could offer that <laughs> John? Uh, yeah i love i love a word i i agree with connor i don't being slightly miserable i, I don't i think our challenges from previous games could likely emerge again and i think it's a hard one to predict I could see it being a score draw with both teams being a bit quite disjointed, but if they've got their wits about them, they can still pull the same tricks as other teams have. So I think probably a score draw. Cool. Um, I think it's very much dependent on the Bolton result, to be honest. I think if we uh, mm. if we don't get a result against, obviously, Bolton, I think we're going to go into that um, struggling to be positive. Um and it's think, weird how quickly it will turn, isn't it? Yeah. Like if we don't, if we don't beat Bolton, you're right. Like it will just feel, yeah, the mood will suddenly completely flip because I think there's never been such a high expectation for us to get a result. What we'll have done is, if we don't get much from Bolton, is beaten effectively one of the worst teams in the league at home. <laughs> That's really miserable. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry, we've been positive. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, I think it, I think we're going to get a result against Bolton. So I think we can take the positivity um, into that game. I'm going to go for a 2-1 win to Oxford. Awesome. 
Right, is it time for the weird Irish music? Connor, this, we, maybe this needs to move to being just your general intro theme tune from now on. We'll have to get Andy, yeah. get Andy's 80s like, themed intro going forward. I like, I like that idea. Connor. Andy Dent. Potato. <laughs> um. Oh, no, sorry. Oh. Can't be insulting any of the Irish. <laughs> Apologies to any Irish listeners out there. There must be a few. Um, yes, yeah, yeah, so please don't find to... me. Yeah, <laughs> don't 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 do anything to uh, our friend Connor, please. Um, yeah, welcome to uh, Andy Dent's Quiz Corner, or, or sorry, Stats Corner. Not even Stats Corner, is it? It's it's uh, I don't know really what to call this. It's just uh, miscellany, isn't it? Generic corner. Generic corner. Yeah. <laughs> So we'll crack on because I know we're trying to quick keep this under uh, an hour. So this particular uh, on this day comes from Wednesday the 15th of September 1954. Headington United beat Cheltenham Town 5-0 in the Southern League one week after beating them 3-1 in the Southern League Cup qualifying round second leg to go through 5-3 in aggregate. Harry Eight scored twice for Headington with the other strikes coming from Joe Wilson, Ken Smith and Bobby Craig penalty. Yates arrived from Darlington at the start of the 1952-53 double winning season and played 102 games for Headington before leaving for Bedford at the end of the 1954-55 season following a dispute over appearance money. Pay, wow. pay, pay the players, Oxford or Headington, pay the players. <laughs> it does surprise me that players moved from places like Darlington down to Oxford in the early 50s, but maybe it's just my ignorance, but wouldn't have thought that would have been that easy to do. No, no, probably not. Not Certainly not as easy as it is these days, but I guess no. uh, Headington was an attractive team. Uh, yeah. And we'll, we'll move on to our... Uh, little piece of miscellany I've, I've handpicked this one this week because i got quite liked it so the title of this one is magic mushroom um <laughs> oxford. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> bit of an insight there Andy. <laughs> yeah oxford for they, these are these are the actual titles they're not ones that i've made up just for the record I, i'm not just pulling random titles out of my uh my ass um but here, here we go <laughs> oh. <laughs> Oxford uh, Oxford's forward Billy Hamilton was given the unusual nickname of Mushroom Billy. The giant Northern Island, <laughs> the giant Northern <laughs> Island international striker used to yes. pick the wild edible mushrooms that Northern grew up on the training ground. Other nicknames included Trevor Hebbard's <laughs> Ninjinsky because he had the stamina of the racehorse and Gary Briggs Rambo. Hang on, Connor shouted something. At what I feel was a critical moment. Then, I must, where, where did he pick his where did he pick his mushrooms, or have you slammed the book? Oh, I did actually slam the. Oh no, I've got it here. Oh. Um, he, he used to pick his wild edible mushrooms that grew at Oxford United's training ground. <laughs> wow, that's a great story. Fantastic, gone, Billy. Back so in the day, we used to do magic mushrooms and have eight pints a night, and we still played. <laughs> on to the quiz. So yeah, welcome to this week's quiz. I've been looking forward to this one. Actually, I planned it quite early on, um, and I promise for it to be a little bit more inclusive uh, <laughs> <laughs> compared to the last one I did. That was it was a little bit unfair. I, I kind of just steamrolled that. So this one's a little bit more inclusive. It's a little bit more about what you know rather than uh, guesswork. Um, so yeah, this week's quiz is called Home or Away. 
Um, it's not based on the popular Australian soap. It's based on uh, question of sports home or away quiz. So there's a, a set scoring system for this. There's um, there's three types of questions. Obviously, the first uh, the first question is a, is a generic question based around Oxford United, and there's one point for uh, getting that question right. Um, if you get that question right, you can then move on to the home or away question. The the home questions are all Oxford United uh, related, and there's three points for a correct answer. Or you can go away six points, um, and that could be on any sport, not just football. So it could be any sport. Ooh. So it's uh, that's like where it. that's where the big uh, that's where the big points are in the uh, away questions. Um, so do we do we just shout out then when you yeah. ask? So I'll ask this question. Uh, the first person to shout out obviously gets to a, a chance to answer that question. If you get it wrong, obviously you don't you, you don't get the points, uh, and the other two players get the chance to uh, steal those points. But you still have to shout out. So um, yeah, use your name, shout out, and uh, if we're all sitting comfortably, we should begin. There's ten questions. Um, I haven't added up how many points are available. There's quite a lot, but um, we'll start with the first question. So this is uh, Oxford United related. It's, it should be fairly easy um, or potentially not. Uh, so question one, who scored Oxford's third goal during the 2010 playoff final? James. Connor. Oh, James. It was Alfie Potter. No, 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 no. Was it though? Was it? Oxford's third goal. Oh, you, you bastard! <laughs> so, no, that's, that's a goal. So, no, don't, don't shout out. Does anybody else want to have a, a guess at that that question? John, you said Matt John. Green. No, it no, wasn't. You did say Oxford's third goal. I did say Oxford's third goal. Yeah, yeah. Connor. So, Jane. Oh. Go, go on then, Connor. Ryan Clark. That's correct. Ryan Clark scored oh. an own goal. Uh, you could argue it was right. technically no. your goal, but <laughs> it, it was That's, that's my old boy, that isn't it, Ryan Clark? <laughs> I got onto that, that but I've got mate. my chronology wrong. I'll, uh, I will say none of the other questions are uh, trick questions like that. So yeah, I thought I'd throw that one in there. So Connor, do you want to go home for three points or away for six points? Uh, away, please. Away. This one's actually not a bad question, um, as a, as a way question to go. So, who was Luton Town's top scorer in the 2018-19 League One season? Was it? Oh, fuck. It's either one or two players. Fifty-fifty. Oh. <laughs> uh, but I can't. But I can't remember. I think. Oh. Right. Okay. I can't remember his first name. So, can I just say a second name? Mm. Yeah. Go on can then. You give me that. I'll give yeah. you that. Was it Collins? That's correct. It was. It was yes. James Collins it, on 25 James, goals. James Collins, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that's six yeah, points. I did have it right. so, so, Connor, you're on uh, seven. Seven points. Thank you. Okay, question two. In which year did Oxford United move into the Kazam Stadium? Connor. Connor, go on. Uh, that was 2001. Correct. It was two thousand and one. Because see, oh, well, you, I think you said your your knowledge is all based after two thousand and two, wasn't it? But <laughs> yeah, I got that one. I, 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 yeah, I, I can just about remember that. <laughs> okay, so <laughs> do you want to go home or away for this uh, next question? 
Uh, away, please. Away again. Oof. Okay. Oh, I'm not confident you're going to know this. I'd be surprised if you did. What is the only sport, for six points, what is the only sport to have been played on the surface of the moon? <laughs> That's a great question. <laughs> uh... I'm afraid I'm going to have to hurry you, Connor. I'm going to have to hurry you, mate. Okay. Uh, badminton. Mm, no, it wasn't. Does it's anybody want to... No, it wasn't running. Does anybody want to jump in and steal that? Golf. Oh, Volley- you... Volleyball. No, no, John was right, but he didn't actually use the correct buzzer technique. Oh, give on. <laughs> no, go on then. We'll give, we'll, we'll give you that one, John. That's six points to John. Beautiful. Never. Right. That's disgusting. Next question. Next question. Fingers on buzzers or oh, names. No. Question three. Uh, Oxford loaned George Baldock from which championship club for the 2015 season? James. Oh, that's Connor. Oh. Uh, we loaned him from Sheffield United. No. No, we didn't. No. no. Incorrect. Oh, Incorrect. James. 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 Gone. At MK Dons. Correct. Oh, fuck. Yeah. Do you not remember Carl, Carl Robinson going oh, on about fuck. it? Like 10 times every interview. <laughs> oh, what a stupid oh, class. This, this quiz is amazing. It's amazing. Uh, so, yeah, it was correct. It was MK Dons for one point. So, James, do you want to, uh, do you want to go safe with home? three points or do you want to go away for uh six uh, how many sorry three points for home um i'll go i'll go, i better go away if it's hopefully it's not planetary based <laughs> it's not planetary basically <laughs> please know okay so for six points uh and obviously if you get you get it wrong james if anybody else wants to jump in you need to shout out your name so for six points which sport is played on the largest pitch I feel like you, you're going to give me some options, so I should just keep I'm not, being quiet. I'm not going to give you any options. <laughs> uh, which sport has played on the largest pitch? Is it cricket? Mm, no, it's not. Anybody else want to jump in? John? Connor? John, go on. Don't know why I'm going to say Aussie rules. Oh. No, incorrect. Connor, I'm going to have to hurry if you want a chance. Is it, is it Gaelic football? No, it's not. You're all wrong. It is actually Polo with the GGs. Oh my god! I, I, can't, I couldn't give you the exact measurements, but it's definitely the largest uh, area for All right, pits. all right, Sue Barker. Fair, have horses. <laughs> so. so there you go. Uh, question four um, for one point: Who is Oxford United's all-time top goal scorer? Oh. Anyone? Oh, so bad that we're not good at this. <laughs> Oh, fuck. Oh, no. oh, actually, knowing Andy, he's probably put. I'll give you a clue. His uh, his brother is called Ron. Oh, I know. Oh, oh God, James. No. Yeah. Don't embarrass don't... yourself. <laughs> Some, something Atkinson. Uh, oh. John. Ba- Barry Atkinson. John, I know it. No, John. John. <laughs> Billy Atkinson. Graham. Graham Atkinson. That's correct. That is correct. Wow. Do you mean appearances or got? Appearances no, goal scorer. Top scorer. He's a record of appearances as well, isn't he? Potentially. Anyway. That, that's no. not the question, John. No, no, carry on. <laughs> right, so do you want to go home for three points or away for six? Bear in mind you've got seven, so... I'll just go away. Keep up the trend. Away, oof, okay. Um, okay, away for six points. Uh, which sport does the Oklahoma City Thunder play? <laughs> I know this. 
god. Um, American football. Incorrect. James. James. Basketball. Correct. It is basketball for six points. Well done. <sighs> I saw them. I saw them play at Manchester Arena randomly, and I hate basketball. Oh, really? but they had they had Kevin Dur- <laughs> Kevin Durant. So That's the beauty of I this quiz. It's so random. Anybody could know the, the answers. So question five for one point. At the time, which player fetched... And this is a multiple-choice question, actually, so I'll give you some options. At the time, which player fetched the highest transfer fee for the U's at £1.6 million? Is it A, John Aldridge, B, Matt Elliott, or D, or C? James. Go on, James. Matt Elliott. Correct. That is correct. It was Matt Elliott. Uh, right, so you are on eight points. Would you like to go home or away? Did you say home's an Oxford United question? It is, yeah. I'm going to go home. Home, okay. Oh, I like this one. This is a good question. Uh, Michael Appleton famously referred to the fans as what after slipping back into the relegation trouble in a 2 0 loss to Hartlepool <laughs> in 2015? Oh. It's just set, set up for some bad words. <laughs> I, I can't. <laughs> oh, is that is that your answer? Is that your answer, James? I, I honestly don't. I I don't know. Pass. No. Okay. Anybody else want to steal that? No idea. No. Journeyman. No. Nah. Connor, do you want to guess? Um. Legends. <laughs> Legends. No, it's actually white noise. <laughs> yeah. You referred to them as white noise, so. No, no, no points there. Question it's a tough six. home. Yeah, well, it was, home. but it was for three points. Question mm. six for one point. Who was United's top scorer in the 2018-19 season? So last season. James. James. James Henry. Exactly. Your namesake, James Henry, with 11 goals. <laughs> he does look a little bit like James Henry as well, actually. <laughs> he does oh, a little bit, I'll, yeah. I'll take that. You, you do, so, James. Gruffy. Gruffy, gruffy, gruffy beard. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's, that's what I was thinking. <laughs> and a slight uh, ginger twinge as well. Ooh, that's right. Nice. Right. <laughs> um, just a disclaimer: we're not against gingers on this podcast. We uh, we're very no, inclusive, and we uh, we we embrace ginger <sighs> people. Um, yeah. <laughs> there's, there's two of us on it. But, but we'll just put. Yeah, we don't. We embrace gingers, but we put you know bags over children's heads. Yeah, to make them <laughs> but they do smell of twiglets. Do, do you have scores on the doors, Andrew? Um, <laughs> no, right. <laughs> yeah, I do actually. So Connor, yeah, let's. Uh, we're just over halfway. So Connor, you have eight points. Um, James has nine, and John, you have seven. An away question could change this. Uh, right, so do you want to go home for three points or away for six games? I'll go home again. Oh, okay. Um, who were Oxford's first league appointment to the Kazan Stadium? Say it again. Who was Oxford's? Who, who were Oxford's first league appointment to Kazan Stadium in 2001? First, first league appointment. Uh, is, is Andy cracking up for anyone else? Yeah. Yeah, he is, yeah. But okay. Still um, I, I know I'm going to say... I know, I know this. I'm going to dwell on it. I, I'm gonna guess R- Rochdale. Ah, correct. No. Yeah. Correct. Fucker. It was. Is that it, it was. Yeah. yeah. I was gonna that, say Port Vale. Was... Why is it not? <laughs> Do you know that why? Was my first one of, ever game. One of you must have. You said it, didn't you, Connor, on the pod yeah, the other day? That, yeah. It was my first ever game that I ever went to. 
Uh, you did dwell though. Rocks again. You said you were going to dwell, and we know we know what that means. Uh, it was Rochdale, correct? Yeah. I'm, I'm disappointed you didn't choose the away uh, oh, question yeah. for this one because it is quite a good one. It involved well. gypsies. <laughs> <laughs> so let's crack on. Um, question seven: Who did Pep Cotet succeed as manager of the club in 2017? Connor. Connor. Mike Afton, wasn't it? Yeah. No, no, it wasn't. Ah. Oh. I'll give you a clue. We met, we've already mentioned him on the pod today. Connor. No. Oh, yeah. Connor, you've already answered I the question. Uh, James. Oh, James. Don't I have another go? Shocking. Actually, no. I was going to say Gary Waddock, but it's not Gary Waddock. Um, I don't know. No. How come? Jackie I... Lewis. No. No, it wasn't. It was Gary Waddock. No, it wasn't. It no, was. It no, definitely wasn't. Definitely oh, wasn't. Modern. No, you're right. Ab you're right. You're right. You're right. It wasn't. It was Mike Lappin. Was... Was... No, I yeah. fucked up. I fucked up. Can I? Well, just can give I have Connor. Point, then, yeah, give Connor the point. <laughs> yeah, Connor, you can have that. Thanks, mate. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm good. <laughs> Get him off. I do, yeah, um, I someone, someone booked me a taxi. I'm gone. I've already got my coat. <laughs> how, how um, many questions are left? Uh, three, so we'll crack on. Um, okay. Connor, I'm do you want to go home or away? Home or away? Yeah. Uh, away, please. Oof, away. Right, what is the connection between volleyball, squash and badminton? Uh, a clue is the connection is not shared with tennis or table tennis. Wait, what were the three sports? So volleyball, squash and badminton, what's the connection between the three? They're all played on hard surface. No, incorrect. Anybody want to steal? Ah, John. Yeah. Is it you score? Is it you score points on your serve? That's correct. The server is the person is the oh, only person that can score. Oh, yeah. oh that's a big. Well that's a big six oh, for John right there. There it is. John. Very good. Right. Question eight for one point. Uh, which 2010 playoff hero went on to set up his own tattoo shop after hanging up his boots? James. James, gone. Oh, Mark Crichton. It was the beast, Mark Crichton, for one point. So, would you like to go home for, or would you like the scores first? I, I want to know if I can go in the lead with a home. All right, hang on then, let me it's, think. It was six. Yeah, I think you can, James. I think John might still be. So, yeah, no, maybe. you can. You can go into the lead with a home. All right, take, give me a home. Home, okay. A nice, nice home. Oh, this is a tricky one. Like name an Oxford no. player or something <laughs> yeah, like that. No, this is tricky. Um, which Exford Oxford <laughs> United uh, keeper wrote a book with Gareth Southgate about life in the youth ranks at Crystal Palace? Oh, I know this one. Which, sorry, which so old which Oxford keeper? Which Oxford United keeper wrote a book with Gareth Southgate about life in the youth ranks at Crystal Palace? Phil Whitehead. No, wrong. John, Andy Woodrum. Correct. Oh, that's a massive six for John. Oh, no, it was three. It was at home. It was home. Three, three. Yeah, yeah. okay. It's not that big. Uh, right, question nine. Name any of the scorers during Oxford's 20... Uh, I've fucked up again. I've put 2027. We've gone into the future here. <laughs> 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 Sorry. Name any of the, of the scorers during Oxford's JPT final against Barnsley. James. Oh, James. Calamo Dada. Correct. For one point. Um, I reckon I'm lagging, you know. I'm, I'm just going to top the scores up here quickly <laughs> now. So, Massive shame, Connor. It was a little bit of a sour nibble by me then. I do apologise. 
<laughs> I'm just upset, so, man. So the current just scores with uh, with one question to go. Connor, you're lagging behind slight with eight. James, you're on 14. And John, you're on 16. So it's quite close up oh. top. So, James, do you want to go home for three points it, or away for six? Is this the last question? No, there's one more. There's one more after this. All right. I'm going to go home again. Oh, this is this is, this, this is quite an easy <laughs> one. So, um, who was... Don't say that. <laughs> well, I'd be shocked if you get it wrong, but famous last words who was Oxford United's manager during our famous Milk Cup win <laughs> I'm afraid I'm going to I'm going to have to I'm going to have Ron, to hurry you here Ron, James Ron Atkinson I don't no. know John, oh, no. John, John, oh, Jim John, Smith Jim no. Smith John, John, Morris Evans Morris Evans for three points correct it was Morris Evans Oh dear, James! You call his I honestly, do you know what? James. I didn't. I honestly have never. I don't know who that is. So, yeah. <laughs> he was our manager just, during the nineteen eighty six. I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah I know. the Milk Cup final. That you know now. that game. I I can name a lot of the players that played in that game. I just didn't know what the manager. Was <laughs> oh called. well, the manager plays an important part. Carl Robbins, really embarrassing. If you're listening, um, question ten, final question. <laughs> um, so sixteen, nineteen. So. Yeah, somebody needs James. You're the only person that can win here, I think. Yeah. So, question 10 How many appearances did fan favourite James Constable make for the club? This is another multiple choice. Another multiple choice was A, 213, B, 204, or C, 224. James. James, come on. I've got to go for it. 224. No. Oh, oh. Connor, go on. Then. The first one. Was it 214? Two, no, 213. Uh, no, that's incredible. 213. Oh, John, <laughs> there you go, then, Andy, you can sweep up. John, <laughs> the, other, the other answer. Yeah, yeah that's great. <laughs> it was 204. We couldn't have a quiz without mentioning Bino, could we? John, John's got to go for away. He's got to go away, sure. So, yeah. yeah, that's three. Uh, Open the gates. Like, yeah, so that's 20. You're on 20. Do you want to finish on a nice round 26? Do you want to go home or away? Oh, okay, then. Oh, if uh, if you get this question right, I will buy you a drink at Bolton on Tuesday. Uh, if I you don't, I might, dwell, it, I might dwell on this one. It, then. It, it, can it, I can I still catch him if I get? This? Uh, you can. Yeah, it'll be. Uh, well, it'll go twenty each, and we'll go to a. a oh, you bloody! Hell, you should have uh, told it, me that. It'll oh. go to a tie-break oh. question. So it'll go to a tie-break question. Oh, the list. The listeners are probably parking up right now because so they can't handle <laughs> right. being on the road. Let's go. So, um, be ready, John. Yeah. Which it's a football-related question. Which army football <laughs> regiment is the only one in history oh. to win the FA Cup? Tell Andy made that question. <laughs> it depends how well you know me as well. It's because it, it was the regiment I served for or served with. I know, oh. I know, I know who you served for, so I know, I know what the answer is. I think. <laughs> I John, don't know. I'm gonna have to hurry. Is that, is that your final answer? I don't know. Yeah. Oh, oh no! Anybody want to jump Go in? On, James. Was James. it the Queen's? No, the Royal Engineers, uh, Engineers it, or something. Uh, that's correct. It was the Royal. It was the Royal. Get well, it. I say it's correct. It's no. not the the full title. It was the Royal oh, Engineers. The full title. Royal Engineers AFC in 1875. We actually won the World Cup. Aww. But I'll give you that because then it gets it's a little bit more interesting. So we go on to a tie break. 
I can't um, believe I've known I'll, the numbers. Uh, I would have just banked it. I'll just, uh, <laughs> I'll just, I'll just leave the podcast now because you know. Right, I'll well. tell you what we'll do. We'll go for a, a home question um, again. Uh, another historic moment in our history. So we'll go in alphabetical order. No, we won't. If you know the answer, shout out. You ready, John mm-hmm. and James? Yeah. Who was awarded yeah. the man of the match during the 2010 playoff final? James. James. Go on. That's it. James. No, it wasn't. John, do you want a chance to go? In fact, James, John, do you want to go? Don't Google it. In fact, we'll go for another uh, question. We'll never go for another question. Then you went, no, you no, went, no, give John, no, give John a shout. No, because then, he, no, because then he hasn't had a chance to Google it. So we'll go for another question. Uh, he, he's fine. Give him a yeah. shout. I, sure. I haven't. I, haven't, I don't right. know. Um, go on then, John. Uh, Alfred Potter. No, it wasn't. Oh, it's so tense. Who was it? It was Adam Norman? Chapman, believe it or not. Ah. Oh, okay. Here we go. We'll go with... Um, oh, this is an easy one. This is a boxing question, so shout yeah, out if you know, if you know, know if you know the question uh, or the answer even shout out. So, which British sporting personality was known as the Dark Destroyer? James. James. Lennox Lewis. No, it wasn't. Oh no. <laughs> oh, no. John, do you want to have a guess? That's just racist. That is. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I don't know anything. I'm, Really about boxing. Um, I don't know Lennox Lewis. No, <laughs> that's just my <laughs> What's it? Um, what's the guy's name with the bit of, with the um lisp? That's oh, Chris Eubank, and it wasn't him. It's not Chris, Chris Eubank. It was Nigel Ben. He did fight. He did Again, fight. He did places. fight Chris Eubank. Right. So here we go. We'll go another home question. It's Oxford United related. If you know the answer, shout out. Who scored an uncharacteristic scissor kick in the 2012-13 season to be awarded the goal of the season? James. James. Andy Wing. Correct. It was Andy Wing. So. Yes. <laughs> scores on the doors are Connor. You've uh, you've finished in third, mate, on eight points. John, you were a close twenty in second, and James, you've taken that with twenty-three. You've got Andy Wing to thank for that. To be fair. I kind of stole that from John because he could have won just by going home. Yeah, so, if I'd have seen the score, I'll, I'll buy you a pint, awesome. John. Beautiful. <laughs> it's very magnanimous. Can, can, can we interject some news? Actually, as Connor. we missed it, based on anti, based on uh, Andy Wing, he's just been appointed the uh, first team coach at Hereford. So, congratulations, Andy Wing. He has. Well, well done, Andy Wing. Has he? Fair yeah. enough. What what yep. division are Hereford in now? No idea. Don't know, but all we know is going to sign a team of Andy Wings. Okay. All we want Lovely is stuff. a team of Andy Wings. So we nearly made it under an hour. I think it was probably my quiz that's tipped it over, isn't it? Uh, to be fair, that was a good quiz. I enjoyed that. It, it also good. really it surfaced it surfaced some telling things about my lack of Oxford United <laughs> knowledge that <laughs> actually upset many, but. Well, you put, also put the markers on the, the episode anyway, so I think yeah, that's the actual true. pod's about probably a good 55 minutes, I reckon, so yeah. give ourselves half yeah. marks. Um, yeah. So we'll be back again next Sunday, I think. we're uh, Yeah, we're going to be going, so at least 
well, Andy and John will be going to Bolton and Lincoln. Two games in a so week. Bring it on. Exciting, yeah. exciting times. So hopefully we'll have some nice in-depth um, analysis after the games. Um, we should be previewing who have we got next. We'll have West Ham actually in the Cup on the 25th um, of September and then we'll have Gillingham at home. So that'll be our next preview section as well. Right, should we wrap up there then, guys? Thanks, everyone, for listening. As always, please give us some feedback and we'll catch you next week. Thanks a lot. It's been a pleasure. Cheers, Thanks, guys. Cheers. Bye, ladies. Mm-hmm.